to the TV Time Machine podcast. I'm Luis. And I'm Adam. Thanks for tuning love, back in. We love TV. Adam, you are responsible, solely responsible for today's guest, and it's monumental because it's our first guest. So would you like to do the introduction, sir? Yes. Um, we're inviting to the podcast today Mr. Dick Wound from off the pop uh off the cuffs podcast off the pops <laughs> a podcast all off about cheese doodles and uh <laughs> cheese puffs <laughs> um and uh dick and i were in a couple different bands uh but um at the age of 30 dick had a massive heart attack um and now he has a robot heart and that set you on uh, a re reassessing your life and what you were doing with it, correct? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> that set him off on the path of becoming a podcaster. And he does a educational podcast on BDSM and kink and fetishes. And welcome to the podcast, Dick. Thanks. Nice to be here as the first guest. And and what an introduction. I mean, you just nonchalantly mentioned bands and heart attacks at 30. And <laughs> wow, just nonchalant, just another day at the park. You know, wow, that is interesting. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate your time. And I was doing a little research on the Off the Cuffs podcast as well. Very interesting theme. I know a lot of my friends will probably be subscribing to that now. <laughs> nice. A lot of my friends, especially in Portland, there's a big, as you can imagine, big scene there. Oh, everywhere. I know. Yeah, I've I've had a few Portland guests slash I know uh, a few people out there myself. So <laughs> interesting. That's great. Well, thanks again for being here. So traditionally, when we have a guest, and since you are our first guest, our rule is that the guest gets to choose the theme of the show. As you know, the show is about nostalgia television. We talk about crossovers, spinoffs, saddest episodes. What was your decision? What did you choose for your guest appearance today? Oh, it was really easy because I talk about Batman 66 pretty much every week on my show anyway because of all <laughs> of the like weird fetish elements that were oh, yeah. from that show. And like that show also is instrumental in my own like sexual identity and just things and and what i find interesting and uh it's a it's a doozy <laughs> to say the least oh, so yeah. yeah i i was like uh, adam was like what what show would you want to talk about and i was like i could talk about 66 until i'm like dead <laughs> so. so adam the overarching theme for today is superhero shows but we're going to highlight batman 1966. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Batman 66, as you all know, um, was a television show, but 
that, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that a, a, a movie first? So it's interesting because the movie came out after the first season of the show. What's weird about it is that a lot of times, I think back then, like shows would be like spawned from movies, but not the reverse. And because the movie came out after the first season, I think it's commonly thought of that this TV series sparked the movie, but actually I think the production just got put on hold and like they were kind of being made around the same time or something. And yeah, I think the network, the network thought that the movie would be too much of a financial risk. Right. And so the TV show was cheaper. So they did it first. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so basically like it wasn't that like the TV show was so successful that they made a movie, they kind of had planned the movie and then, it just sort of came, the way it came out was sort of jumbled and not in order. So you have season one and then you have the movie and then you have season two, which was also weird because it was like a double season because they did two episodes a week, uh, every week. Yes, for, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And so there's like a 60 episode season, which is why it has such a high number count. Yeah. And then the third season, they dropped back to once a week, but they brought on uh, Batgirl to be like the. Uh, like the draw for that season yeah so yeah because it was at that point it was starting to plummet in the ratings a little bit yeah yeah so introduce a new character it's interesting because that show is a major hit with my children especially my son who, who can't get enough yeah, of adam west but yeah. you talk about all these like hidden elements of other things going on you want to talk a little bit more about that <laughs> well i mean just like <laughs> i mean if you look at it it's very, um, oh man, I mean, there's so much stuff going on. There's like bondage going on. There's like, I mean, look at even like all the people who played Catwoman. There was three women who played Catwoman, uh, Catwoman uh, two of them on the show and then one in the movie. And like all of them are like the kind of like earliest uh, image of what you would think Lee of Mary as a Weather, dominatrix. Lee Merriweather did uh, appear in season two. Did she? I thought yeah, she was only I, I in the movie. She's in, I believe she's in five episodes of season two. Oh, okay. Because I don't Eartha remember Kit, that. Eartha Kit didn't come on until season season three. three. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to. But they like also dialed her character back. So like Numar had the most like sexually tense relationship mm -hmm. with Adam West, and they actually wouldn't allow that because she was black, and they thought that like showing like a black woman and a white man like having too much romance not good for the you know for the times or whatever uh which is kind of bullshit because you know catwoman and batman their like love hate relationship thing is like mm -hmm. so good yeah but uh yeah i don't know i mean just like even just looking at like i said like look at catwoman it's basically the blueprint of a a dominatrix in a lot of ways <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah, captured true. that element in in batman returns with michelle pfeiffer's catwoman i mean Oh yeah, I mean dominatrix to the T to the point where my parents were like, "Yeah, you're not probably not watching that until later." Yeah, and we're like, "But why?" And now I get it. Now I totally get it. Right. So yeah. I had a a funny story, and this is hopefully a great segue into some of the stuff you started talking about on our introduction when I when we met on the phone briefly over the or last week, real quick. Um, I had a friend or roommate in college that was so obsessed with Batman 66 that he used to record them on videotape, edit out the commercials, do his own cheesy titles, and then sell them on eBay. He was making such a so much cash from that that he got a cease and desist from Warner Brothers. 
for doing our like, dark lord and savior's work. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I don't want the FBI raiding the dorm, like, the, or the house. That would be really bad. Yeah, but he like down to the T, down to the last minute of the seasons this is taking place. He he scraped everything together, and then he would take the proceeds from that and and buy autographs from all the cons when he would meet oh, Catwoman well. actresses. Oh, nice. And then resell those. So, I don't know if you want to elaborate on your your interesting stories from your childhood. <laughs> I, I think they're elaborable. I mean, I, I they're hilarious, so go for it. <laughs> well, I thought uh, it was funny because you brought up your friend kind of cutting together, you know, VHS, like, things of Batman. And I was like, oh, well, I did the same thing, but not to sell them. I would kind of cut my own pornography out of episodes of Batman, <laughs> in which... I would basically take like scenes of like, uh, like I'll, most of them were Catwoman, and and it was it would be like Catwoman, uh, when she had like Batman in a death trap or something, and she was trying <laughs> to kill him, and I would like I would cut these things where where it would basically like I would just kind of do like a little best of so that it would be her, you know, about to torture, kill Batman, whatever, and sometimes like I didn't like the dialogue that they actually had on the show. So I would like mute it and make up my own dialogue, but I would make it up just as cheesy as like the dialogue on the show was. And I'm like, I don't know, like early teen, you know, I'm like a kid doing this, like, like, um, like preteen, teen, early teen. And I'm so I'm like, I'm like in my head imagining Julie Newmar saying like, holy hard on Batman, like, what's that in your pants while she's like, you know, putting him underneath like a magnifying glass, trying to like cook him and like different, just like different things. So, yeah, I would kind of like cut, like not really pornography, but like you know for what for what I was using it for. Like I mean, I was definitely jerking off to it. it was pornography for me. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> interesting. That is very interesting. Do you still have copies of those edits around? I wish I did. My God, I would love to play that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. I don't think Michael went quite that far. He'll probably kill me for saying his name, but I mean, he did have a huge like love affair in his own head, at least with the Julie, Julie Newmar. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. How could you not? Oh yeah. Oh, so that was uh, Lee Merriweather also played Lisa Carson in three episodes, who okay. was a love interest of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So are all these, all these cat women, variations of selena or are they different i just know selena kyle is the only bat uh, I, know. I don't actually know if they ever like name her on the show other than just catwoman and then like when she's not i i know that in the no, movie they did call her, i thought they did call her selena kyle didn't she do they i know in the movie they call her um miss kitka was her name oh that's right uh but yeah i don't know if that was like if that was That's actually very dominatrix included. sounding. <laughs> huh. kick. So in my research too, there was an another Batman before this one, but that was in the forties and that was the serial right. Batman. Okay. Yeah. And that was at like the Saturday serial, right? Yeah. There was that and then there was also like there's like the movies that inspired Batman also, like the Bat and uh, well, I guess we're just talking TV though, not just movies. But... Oh no, we 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 merged the two. We fused. Oh, the okay. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I did like a I did a really cool movie night once that was I did a triple feature of uh, I did the Bat Whispers, um, 
uh, Mark of Mark of uh, Zorro and uh, the man who laughs. So it was like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it was basically like Batman slash Joker, like origin material, but without Batman or Joker for real. Interesting. (laughs) I I didn't know anything about that. That's that's really cool. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff is like kind of uh, uh, Batman's kind of loosely based on Zorro and kind of like like pseudo horror movie called the bat whispers um and then joker is very heavily based on on this uh movie called the man who laughs which was just uh which was based on a book called the boy who smiled okay yeah yeah and that's why i said the man who smiled but yeah it's the Uh man who laughed yeah if you look up if you look up this movie uh you'll see like the imagery is like he's like one of the creepiest looking jokers and he's (sighs) He's not even of like he's not really a villain. He's he's no. like kind of a tragic character in it. But yeah, he, like he's scarred to be like permanently smiling and like it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they played around with yeah. that with that version of the Joker in Dark Knight. I uh-huh. believe with the yes. scarring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Joker, I I hate to to veer away from the the Batman topic. Um, but we did we did want to mention some other shows, but it is a big week in the Batman universe because Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Oh, that's right. Came out last week, and they they had a little dream sequence which featured Jared Leto's Joker. How did you how did you feel about the 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 cut? And how did you feel Spoiler about? Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, no, that was that was that was well known before. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That Jared. Was I, I haven't back. seen anything. I, yeah, I haven't watched. Yeah. I haven't finished watching it, so I haven't seen anything written up on the Snyder cut. Yeah, uh... I know. I know. Been busy. I'm just curious to get Dick's um what overall how'd you feel about it? I know we mentioned it a little bit before, but I liked it. Like here's here's the thing. Like I don't think it's a great, great, great movie. I think it's like a thousand times better than the piece of shit we got like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um if like like if I was gonna hold it up against like say like the Marvel universe. Uh, because that's what I know people tend to be like, well, Marvel did, did this and DC did that. Like, so let's let's just do that and put it up against like the Marvel movies for a minute. I would say it falls between like it's like slightly better than Age of Ultron and not quite as good as Civil War. Awesome. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. It was definitely yeah. better than you could tell what what Josh. I'm not saying if I'm not sure if I'm saying Josh wrong or Joss or Whedon wrong or Wedden wrong. I don't Josh Whedon. At this at this point, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> um, that guy, you could tell he was trying to do elements of the Avengers in the first Justice League uh-huh. 17, and uh, did not pan out well. So it was it was a relief to see this story get some get some air to breathe. And four and a half hours is pretty long, though. I had to do it in two chunks. I did it. All at once. I, I'm oh, I'm wow. pretty I'm pretty all right with sitting through long features. I've done like yeah. some 24 hour movie marathons before, so I was like Ooh. four hours, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna restart it when I watch it again. I yeah. fell asleep. I don't, yeah, I like watching things back. Plus, I think um, you started watching it like at two o'clock in the morning. The other yeah, day, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not, not the time to do it. So right. this is a perfect segue to talk about. Adventures of Superman, the TV show, and then Wonder Woman, the TV show. I personally love them both, the reruns, but Adam dug up some really cool facts about this. Hold on one second. Oh, cool. Um, 52 episodes of 
There's 104 episodes of Adventures of Superman from 52 to 58. 104 episodes altogether, 52 filmed in black and white and 52 filmed in color. And the color ones were broadcast in black and white, though. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. But if you've ever seen uh, the color version, it's not like a restoration. It's not some something done in post. It was That's how it was originally photographed. Yeah. Why did they decide to do 52 in color after doing so many, you know? I think they thought it would get broadcast in color. Mm. And... Uh, it just never happened. I think the technology was probably like kind of like coming around more to do more like um, like colored filming, but but they probably had started it in black and white, so just wanted to keep it. Yeah, the way they started it. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's very interesting. And then of course, Wonder Woman was all in color because that was late seventies. Yeah. And those episodes are kind of hard to even watch nowadays. They're just so tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I I have a weird relationship with that show because that was another one that I kind of was, like, real horny for when I was a kid. For Linda Carter. Yeah, and then, uh, again, yeah, upon trying to rewatch them, like, I feel like they don't have the charm that Batman 66 had. But, no. like, they're cheesy, but they're, like, it's more like, hmm... Eh. <laughs> instead of being like really fun and and like s- some of the episodes are fun and of course like it's really cool to see linda carter like bringing the character to life and um i think also just knowing more about like wonder woman and the origins of wonder woman and like the comic books made the show seem a little too safe and mm-hmm. it just m- kind of made it campy right yeah well i mean like a lot of the early Wonder Woman comics are like heavily steeped in like in like bondage artwork and like you know uh the the guy that was that was like that created it was like you know a, a kinky person who was in a polyamorous relationship and like it's Professor Martin and the Wonder Woman Yeah, they did a movie about it. It yeah. was like that was it was pretty good, but uh, a very fictionalized movie but but still pretty good. Um but I mean I mean when I say fictionalized, I mean like a lot of the situation the the situational stuff in it but uh i mean he really was uh um in in that lifestyle and and uh there's a couple of other like people that they uh characters that they have in the movie that are that kind of that are kind of important in the history of like bdsm so uh yeah i don't know i I think it was a pretty decent movie but yeah anyway after like kind of knowing all of that stuff or learning you know about that uh, it's harder to it's harder to watch the the Linda Carter Wonder Woman because if you pick up any like Golden Age era Wonder Woman, it's like oh this is like really dirty like and meant to be like but in like a like in a cool way you know I don't know yeah huh. that's interesting and right. uh, Lyle Wagner who was on there um, who he played Steve Trevor when it was on yeah was it on CBS first or NBC first. I don't know. I that. always assumed that it was on ABC, but um, oh, maybe it was, it was ABC first, and then it jumped to CBS for the last two seasons. And then when it switched, he was playing his son, Steve Trevor Jr. 
They always they always like to keep that character. <laughs> which made no sense to me. Which really makes no sense. Especially They're obsessed with keeping Steve Trevor alive. I mean, they brought him yeah. back for Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you have characters that live longer than normal, like mortal humans, you kind of have to do for stuff sure, like that. For sure. For sure. I just remember seeing the missing the invisible jet. I love the invisible jet in the Wonder Woman show. Yeah, there was some cool stuff that they did. That was cool. I mean, and but I, I but then I mean, then you cut to season three, three again when ratings were dropping, and they have like robot sidekick stuff going on. That's like <laughs> just like real goofy. So yeah, <laughs> Adam, you have on this list Shazam, twenty eight. Yeah, episodes. Shazam. Shazam used to play. There was the Shazam and Isis Hour. Isis and Isis was <laughs> the secret of Isis. It was this show about this um, Egyptian goddess. Uh, I don't know too much about it. Um, yeah, I don't know Isis. much about the Shazam show at all. What I mean was it obviously DC canon i guess like kind yeah of like one woman i remember it i remember it not being that great i remember kind of seeing this i was probably like 11 or 12 when i when i had when i saw this and even at the time kind of was like oh this is just like bad in ways that that like the other shows like i wasn't fooled by i was like okay uh, and it was just, I, I think it was just like the, the way that they had set the character up. And I, I, I always thought that Shazam was kind of a cool character, uh, but they just like, it, it just seemed so sloppy and it didn't work. I don't know. Yeah, they really messed with uh, the, it wasn't like the DC comic at all. Like The there kid was, the, was like so much older. There was that. And yeah. was he also that. had, there was the mentor character who didn't exist in the comics. In the comics at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a really weird show. I was a huge um, fan of the Zachary Levi film. I mean, it was, I mean, not that he directed it, but his take on Shazam and the, the new one that came out was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had like weird problems with that movie and it was like, <sighs> this is so weird. I, I felt like it should have either leaned more adult or more kid. Hmm. Like it was like, it was, I felt like it was like too scary for kids but yeah. but too goofy and childish for adults and and i just remember like i was sitting through it and i was like oh like you know my kids would really love this movie and then all of a sudden like it got like real violent and i was like oh no like that that's like you know not that i'm like opposed to showing like them things that are like potential like superhero things where the but it seemed like scary violent and i was like mm. I don't know about that. Like, I, I don't know. It just, there was something yeah. like strange about it that I thought was like, you, you kind of made it very kid-like, but, but not enough. And then also made it like too adult-like, but not enough. And it just, it felt well weird to me. I don't know. You, but you know, like that was the best movies from the eighties were like that. They were like, oh yeah, they shouldn't have been for kids, but then they kind of were. But that's the thing though. Like those, like All, my like, kids weren't scared by Shazam. Right, so, but, but but yeah, even my five year old at the time wasn't yeah. scared by Shazam. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe it was just my kids then. But yeah. but but still, like my my point is like those movies work because it was like there was it was tipped more a balance was tipped more towards one way or the other where it kind of yeah. made it 
like uh what's the word like kind of quirky where where Shazam just felt like it was like too safe in the middle so it it was like it wasn't enough of one or the other to be enjoyable for me but I mean hey I don't know maybe like kids like loved it or maybe people who were like I don't know yeah there, there was a pretty brutal uh like conference room scene I think it's in the conference room that kind of reminded me of RoboCop's conference room scene. Yeah, oh, it gets like it gets right. like really fucked up, and he yeah, like, they, he, like yeah, murders I think his. I definitely had to cover Chancho's eye. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I forgot about suck that the soul scene. out of someone or blast him or something. I remember going like, "Oh, that's yeah, very Paul Verhoeven." <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty rough in the middle of this family comedy. He like he like adventure. vaporizes his father in front of like. You know, in front of this board of people that then yeah. gremlins like rip up to shreds, right? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, and like, I mean, cool. Listen, I'm not like a prude when it comes to like violence in movies or anything, but I'm like, yeah, this was a kid's movie, right? And then I don't know, you know, it just didn't. I was like, there's something about like, I felt like it should have been like sweeter or like, or like more kid like, and then it would have been like, a good movie or it should have just went more like the violent route and been a, a cool like early teen movie i think that's I the thing is that it was like it didn't feel like that campy like kid or adult thing it was like it was somewhere between kid and like preteen that they were going for and you can't really do that yeah right. yeah since we're on the dc we have several shows to talk about but since we're on the dc Thread here. We can finish out with this one. I remember this one. The original. Well, it wasn't the original, but I guess it was the first time The Flash was ever brought to network mm -hmm. TV. I remember the oh, network yeah. was CBS, and it was The Flash. Only, only like half a season. Not even a full season. Maybe one season. It was. It was a full season. Uh, was Twenty-two it? episodes they had. That was fun. Um, that was a great show, and. They, it ended saying like "see you next season" or something like that, and it never never way happened. ahead of its time. Never there wasn't happened. a market for television shows, superhero television it, shows at this yeah, point. I, I dove loved... into it a little bit. I loved it when it was yeah. originally on. I dove into it a little bit. The running scenes are really hard. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they actually had him run and then like sped it up. Right. I have the uh, d the DVD box set of that. I should break that open and rewatch it. Nice. Uh, I I really wanted to watch an episode of it before we recorded this, but I just like I didn't have time. But I yeah. really remember loving the shit out of that show, and oh, yeah, I yeah, love that same. they brought the actor back to play his dad oh, yeah. in the new series that yep. they do. Yeah, um, CWs. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple other characters that were brought back. Oh well, fucking Mark Hamill He's... plays the same villain. Oh yeah, he yeah. plays the trickster. And yeah. what's funny is that so it's good it's like canon. Yeah, they use it as Ugh. like he was in jail, like, and and it's like it's like he breaks out of he gets it's like him breaking out of jail like you know twenty years later or some bullshit. That's awesome. Like, it's That's pretty. Awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember loving the costume. Yeah, on, uh, yeah. on the original uh, Barry Allen, and that yeah, it has like that sweet, uh, like velvet, fake, the fake muscles, on the, the fake muscles, the yeah. fake <laughs> muscles, yeah. Uh, do you I remember didn't know the what was Roger happening to me at that point? But I was, I was impressed. <laughs> do you remember the Roger Corman movies that they turned into a TV show, The Black Scorpion? They were like mid nineties. Uh, it was like soap opera actors, basically uh, in these like Roger Corman, uh, uh, it, it, Black Scorpion. It was like a woman in leather, Sounds familiar, yeah. And she had she was she was dressed like a Black Scorpion, and she was like a, a super heroine. But they were really like. 
just like bad, but it seemed like they took all the sets from the flash and a lot of the villains and sets from the uh, flash and just kind of repurposed them. And I could be totally wrong about that, but it, it, they, the production quality of both of those seemed to be like, kind of like, Oh, I do. Yeah. Looking at the pictures. I do remember this. Jones something or I other. Really I can't remember her Fox. name. Wasn't it on some random, it was on Fox, right? Or I remember the movies more than the oh, series. It in, it's 2000. No, 1995. 95, I think the movies came out. Yeah, the first movie was 95. Yeah. The sequel was uh, 97. 97. Yeah. And then the series was in 2001. That makes it had sense. 22 episodes. Yeah. I, yeah, Roger Corman got pretty brave with his superhero. Like, he was aiming high. I, I spent $120 as a teenager to track down. Fantastic Four on VHS because you couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, I have a copy yeah, of that. It's yeah, horrible. I remember like buying so it off of eBay. Was it on eBay? It must have been off eBay. And I was so excited, and we had a big party, and I was like, I could see why this movie sucked. But when when uh, Johnny Storm lights up at the end, holy shit! I have to say, like effects aside, I still think that that is the best Fantastic Four movie that's been made Compared to date. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait. I take that back. The Incredibles is actually the best Fantastic Four movie <laughs> made to date. But if you want to actually say real Fantastic Four movie, it's the Roger Corman one, which was never meant to see the light of day. Yeah, uh, they had the rights. Wow. They had like a year yeah. to finish to, to do something with it. Right? Yeah. yeah. They, Have you seen the them. documentary Doomed? No, I'm gonna write that down. Oh, it's fantastic. I I actually like ah, joined like, the 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 Kickstarter for this when it was getting like produced, like, uh, is and that, got, where, where can we stream that? Uh, I don't know if you can stream it, but, um, okay. you like, I don't know how much that you can probably order the DVD from, I think the Marty Langford, I think is the director, um, uh, or at least one of the directors, but essentially they wanted to make a documentary about the movie, the fantastic four movie. And it's called doomed. The untold story of fantastic oh, four. I have seen that. That's it's great. such a dream come true. The costuming in that. Yeah. The costuming alone was worth it. I mean, thing you haven't found a thing that looks as good as that thing. I love the way. You, I think Doom looks fucking incredible. In he that. looks so good. Yeah, yeah, he looks great. What an atrocious. I keep telling my son about it. Uh, I lost a copy somehow on VHS. But I keep telling him about it because he, he loves Tim's stories. Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. You know, the ones that came out. <laughs> In 2000s, and he hates with a passion to the point where he was like angry trying to watch the 2014 one. That is the only superhero movie that I actually actively dislike. Yeah. Like, I. So bad. I can find something about all of them that I like. Like, I'm not a shit talker. I'm not looking to complain about, like, no, it wasn't. Like, of course, not that they're not all great, but that movie is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and take our, our first break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk more Marvel TV shows, and then jump to some weird, uh, sexualized Hanna Barbera one. Oh, that, yeah, I don't know I, why you made me watch this, Adam. By the way, Adam, <laughs> did you know that he shows up in Scoob Scooby? Yes, yes, yeah. he shows up with. They do like a huge Hanna-Barbera reunion at the end of that movie. It's very bizarre. <laughs> I was high as a kite watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. I know all these. Is, I know all these characters. Why are they in this? It's a f- uh, Anyway, we'll talk yeah. more about it when we come back <laughs> after these messages. 
After these messages, we'll be right back. And welcome back to the TV Time Machine podcast. We are back with our guest, Dick Wound from Off the Cup. Off the cuffs, god damn it! Off the cups, off the cuffs, <laughs> <laughs> off, off the, the cuffs. cuffs. <laughs> My own Podcasts. co-hosts say off the cups half the time when we're trying <laughs> to do the intro, so okay. don't feel bad. So I don't feel as bad. <laughs> and we're talking about our favorite superhero TV shows. Yeah, we just did a whole list of DC based shows, and now we can talk about. We snuck in a Marvel show last time. Talk about the Flash. Yeah. Wait, the Flash. No, is Flash DC. is DC. God damn it. <laughs> we, Why did I uh, think the Flash is Marvel? Quicksilver we, is is Marvel's Flash. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh. You... Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. So. But the thing okay. is, most of the Marvel shows are not that good. Uh, until like, uh, until, and I know you try to keep now, it into, until now, until like the more like classic TV era stuff, but yeah, it wasn't until the Netflix shows that Marvel shows, well, aside from the cartoons, the cartoons, uh, there was like a, like all a bunch of great Spider-Man cartoons in the nineties and even in up to the early okay, 2000s, those were better, but... uh, M- MTV produced one, uh, that was actually really good, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Blade isn't that Spider-Man? bad. What's they... that? What MTV show was that? It was I don't remember what what iteration of Spider Man it was called, but it was like a it was a CGI um, oh, yeah. version of it, and it was like a little like I like it's like edgier than you know the old show. It was it was good. Um, I remember it being like pretty good, but yeah, there aren't too too many like Marvel shows prior to that. Like the one I think we're gonna dive into is the Hulk, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's Incredible Hulk. Um Incredible there Hulk. was there were three different Spider-Man shows during the 70s. There was Spidey Super Stories, there was The Amazing Spider-Man. Those were both cartoons. Mm. And then there was the Spider-Man uh the Japanese Spider-Man. Um which was made in Japan first and then was dubbed for American TV. Yeah. And yeah, and then and that was it. Like until, until Blade on, until Blade in 2006. Spider-Man also appeared on that children's show. He had a segment, remember that? No. He had there was like a Sesame Street type show. Okay. And Spider-Man had his own segment on it. Right. Uh Adam I'm also you're wrong about up. Marvel and the movies thing until 2000. What did you say 2000 what? No, no, not movies. That was I was just I just meant uh, television shows. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Before I thought you said Blade, until Blade. No, Blade the television series. Oh, I don't even remember that TV it series. It was in two thousand six. It only had one season. It was twelve episodes. Oh wow. Eh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't even remember. Uh, that. It was really. for it was for um it was for Spike. Okay. It's it's the first episode Spike. is not that great. Yeah, it was for Spike TV. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I laugh at that. It's That's sad. Is that even around anymore? They're True TV now. Oh, I don't okay. even know what That's, that is. That's who True TV is. Okay. It's it's geared towards like beer chugging, like Spike TV was guys. like a man's network. A man's network. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> oh. to be like it was supposed to be like the network version of the Man Show. Oh, that sounds when it came out terrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> didn't do well. It did not do well. Yeah. Well. 
Incredible yeah. Hulk was, and then there was... wasn't, and then Agents of Shield was the next show to tw- 2013. You know, mm, yeah. So yes, uh, Marvel was not big on making uh, TV shows. They did have um, the X Men animated series um, in 1990, mm-hmm. uh, but that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that show was awesome. Uh, 92 to 97. But, the Incredible um, Hulk was such a depressing show. I remember every every time he. Oh, would, okay. The the, an, the the MTV one was Spider Man: The New Animated Series in two thousand three. Yeah, okay. that was a good one. Very CGI. Yep. The Incredible Hulk always ended really sad, where he would walk off into the sad. It was always a very deserty, deserty road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah, he was, like he, was, uh, he was like he was a nomad. Yeah, yeah. It had like yeah, kind of a western right. feel to it. It does like, have a western feel. Yeah, it, it's it also is like similar, or Highway to Heaven probably really. I was just gonna say ripped that. off yeah, Incredible like an Hulk mm-hmm. because it has the same like ending shot, right? Like and, he's always like looking back, like walking off. Got to go to the next town, you know, like yeah. Who am I gonna go save? Remember when he fought a bear? I don't There's remember a clip that. There's a on YouTube where he like Lou Ferrigno a versus bear. a bear. Yeah, he throws a bear like a bear comes out and he wrestles show it us. and then he like the punches clip. it. I want to see I this clip. I can show you the clip. I weirdly remember the like... mo- the Hulk movies that they did more than the sh- oh yeah the series itself. They did one with Thor. The one with Daredevil is fucking incredible. With fucking uh uh, what's his face? Uh, Daredevil. Lord... That's the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. Daredevil's is. What's the the from Lord of the Rings? Uh, Gimli. Uh, John Russ Davies. Uh huh. He plays the fucking kingpin. Oh, the Daredevil. No, he plays kingpin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, those were good. Yeah. I forgot about that one. It's fucking good. Yeah. Fun fact. Kenneth Johnson was the one that that producer who produced that show V that I'm always talking about. He's like my all time favorite producer from the eighties. Wait, wait, wait. You talking v about like V the TV series that spawned off from V and V the final battle. No, no. I'm talking about the original 80 ones, but he, he, he was loosely involved with those 2000 ones, but not. no, no, no. I'm no, I mean the mini series from the, from, from way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are my favorite. Love talking about those. Wait, like the T you, you actually like the, like the old TV series. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome I because I don't actually know almost anyone else who's seen that. Because I have, oh, yeah. I'm like a huge oh, fan of V and with it. V the Final <laughs> yeah. Battle. Like he I was obsessed with it before it came back out. Like, yeah. Oh no. He would, like he would talk about it. I like. I used to make people. I used to hold people ransom, and I would be like, not ransom really, but I'd be like, I'd be like. <laughs> We're gonna do like all eight hours of V and V the final battle, and if you try to like go to the bathroom or leave my house, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. Like, you know, and 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 for years, like I didn't even know that there was a TV series that spawned off of that, and then like and then I uh, I I ended up like uh, getting it, and I thought it was great. And then, um, what was it? it? Like, yeah, like what ten years ago they tried to do a remake of it, and it was just like that's the one, yeah, a wet so, fart at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, everybody was, you know, watching a lot of television. And I showed my daughter, who was then 11, we watched V and then V the Final Battle. And she just, like, went insane. She's like, this is 
so good. I want to watch the series. We watched a little bit of the series that it was based on. But then I told her at all, we're not watching the 2000s V. It's 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 a shit show. Yeah. So and but my point was Kenneth Johnson had created V or <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. No, I love going on tangents, especially about V. Yeah. He produced with Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby became this director later in his career. Uh-huh. Yeah, and producer. Because he did Blossom, and he started producing these, you know, he was a big proprietor of bringing The Incredible Hulk back to television. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, for the, the two uh, made for the 88 and 90 made for TV. Yeah, wasn't there one called The Death of The Incredible yeah. Hulk or something, too? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, for those that don't know The Incredible Hulk, the whole thing is he he got infected with gamma radiation, and he was... Back then, they could they had to use two actors, which they don't have to do now because the CGI, Mark Ruffalo and Ed Norton. But Lou Ferrigno was the yep Hulk mm-hmm. version of of the two. That guy was ripped. Yeah, he was always scary looking too. His his little duck fro just would <laughs> scare me. I love that show. I have uh, so many like that. That it was really interesting the way that they did it too because they, I mean, they changed a bit of the um. They changed like the canon from the comics. It's like uh, he's obsessed with uh, finding like he's actually obsessed with unlocking strength in people. It's not like an act. It's not an accident. He does it to himself. And it's like there's like a thing where uh, what is it like his is it like his wife dies in a car accident and he can't save her. And that's why he becomes obsessed with finding strength because he hears stories about um the mom about the, the mom, mom that was able to lift a car to like get the kid out and yeah. they did like it was a really interesting like introduction to the character even though i remember also uh, a weird thing about that show is they changed his name to david banner instead of bruce banner because apparently bruce was considered too homosexual sounding uh oh. yeah uh for uh for yeah that was like a thing like it that's fucking crazy um that's really crazy. How yeah. dare they? I mean, yeah. For, first of all, yeah. <laughs> um, but they at least, I think they gave him, they at least allowed uh, the name Bruce um, because they're, the, the whole thing is that people think he's dead. So there's a grave, there's like a tombstone for him. And I think it's David Bruce Banner is on the tombstone. Oh, okay. Um, That's less homo. Sexual sounding, if you put it right, yeah, like I that. guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, Lou Ferrigno uh, did it awesome job uh uh on that show and i love that they uh worked him at, they worked a cameo in to the hulk movie uh yeah uh for him i think he was like a security guard or something like yep. that yeah the, uh, ang lee did the hulk in 2004 wait was it that no i'm talking about the the other one the one with uh, edward norton I'm pretty oh, i don't sure, remember him in that one i'm pretty sure he plays a security guard on the campus that uh that uh Norton breaks into he like sneaks past him or bribes him with a pizza or something like it's like that was a <laughs> pizza that's so funny <laughs> that that incredible Hulk movie was was finally them trying to tap into the tv series a little bit there was a lot of those feels nice uh there was like a cool reference to the way that they have the gamma uh the cross on his forehead they do that in the mm-hmm. opening thing like they did a lot of visual throwbacks to that show from uh, in that movie which was really cool and am I am I crazy? But do you guys remember the abomination showing up in the seventies? But it was just Lou Ferrigno, all orange. I don't remember that. Like I said, I'm more familiar with the movies Ooh. than the sh- than the um, episodes because I, I 
have all of the movies on DVD, but um, I don't think they ever released a proper um series of the Incredible Hulk like seasons. So like what I have is a is a uh I don't know five disc set of like the best of the Incredible Hulk, and it's like so oh, okay. it's not I don't have the complete series, and I'm not like uh I'm not like a computer savvy person. I don't know how to download things illegally, so. Uh, if someone wants to send me the entire series, please, uh, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> but we could work that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. Cause I'm, I, I feel like I remember seeing. Yeah, I think he was. Hmm. That's pretty cool. But he was all in orange and a little horrifying looking. The abomination looked cool in the movie too. Mm-hmm. The best part. Yeah. Uh, I really like a lot of the stuff they did with the with the show, and well, again, more so with the movie is like, uh, I really like that they went with like the Donald Blake version of Thor, and like the, the one where they had mm-hmm. like, him and Thor together. Um, and again, like the Daredevil one is really kick ass. Um, the death of the Incredible Hulk is like really sad too, from what I remember. Yeah, he dies at the end, right? Like, yeah, like it's it's like he like does it's like a it's like an Iron Giant type like I sacrifice myself for whatever like he like blows himself up or i can't or i think he falls out of a helicopter or something like i don't remember now it's been so long since i've seen I it i just remember he yeah he he definitely dies at the end of yeah. that yeah very sad yeah end of an era cuz you know a lot of a lot of kids grew up on that on that stuff yeah i remember they did a lot of stuff with um uh it, a lot of like morality lessons with those ones too they did a lot of things with um uh like he there was like the episode where he was like helping out some teen that was like hooked on drugs and it was like a big a big thing with like a big <laughs> like plot of the episode that sounds funny i mean they tackle a lot of that stuff in comic books too i mean like even like green arrow like um uh speedy his like sidekick was like hooked on heroin for a while like in the comic wow. books and like uh yeah like they they do they try to always tackle like kind of to- like topical things in comic books like is interesting. Trying to stay that, socially relevant. Yeah, I mean, like things happen in the real world that they like put in. I mean, like even like nine eleven, like there was like mm. stuff in like the the comic books, like you know Spider Man crying, yeah, Spider Man, like just like you know different things. Like I don't know. Like I I like that they put in like real world things into comic verse. So, but I agree. Yeah, it was a really interesting. Uh, it was definitely an interesting show. And like I said, I want to see the whole thing, but I only have like kind of a best of. Uh, compilation of it but it, uh, i feel like it's was streaming somewhere or is streaming somewhere <laughs> sorry about that we have another guest no <laughs> i have an intercom in my room and he has a guest <laughs> in the basement that finally wanted to speak up <laughs> do you guys remember that speaking of that do you do you watch a sim are you a simpsons fan no i i i've Aww. only seen i i mean i saw I've seen probably 10 episodes, <laughs> like, in total. There's this weird, random episode where Mo is tending the bar, and he's like, we all have our se- <laughs> we all have our secrets, after all. <laughs> and then they pan down to the floorboard, and there's eyes sticking up, and there's, <laughs> it's going, it's like, water! <laughs> that just reminded me of that. Adam, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> water! And they never reference it ever again. It's like, who does he have down there? It's amazing. It's so creepy. <laughs> uh, moving on to non-comic book shows, I think. The Greatest American Hero, two-year run, 1981 to 1983. 
if I remember correctly, <laughs> the lead character, William Cat, is he the, that's not the guy from the Blue Lagoon, right? They got naked with Brooke Shields? No. No, that's Ryan. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, that's the guy from Love Story, isn't it? I, I think so. Ryan, what's his name? Oh, they just on. look the same. They have that <laughs> Goldilocks. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Nielsen? No, Nielsen? Nielsen? Nelson? Oh, come on. Someone help me out here. Let's see. Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Sorry. Christopher Atkins? Oh. Oh, am I totally wrong about that? I just remember, yeah. Anyway, Ryan O'Neill is who I was thinking. Oh, that's from Love Story. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that wasn't Being the same in, person in Blue Lagoon? No, Christopher Atkins. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm Ryan O'Neill, is, is... isn't that Ferris, Ferris Man? I think so. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm veering way off here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, I'm sorry. So William Cat in the in the pilot gets alien hard gets an alien suit, suit yeah. that makes him fly, but the instructions are lost, so he in can't desert, fly for yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the premise, right? It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a Superman suit essentially. Like, I mean, it doesn't look like Superman, but it's like it turns him into Superman so much so that like DC sued them. Yes, uh, for <laughs> for for basically stealing Superman's. Abilities or whatever, which is kind of ironic because like Superman is sort of a hodgepodge of stolen characters himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, one uh, one being John Carter, uh, the the uh, Disney the adaptation. well they did a Disney adaptation, but I mean that was an old uh, like series, an old series sci fi novel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a series of novels. Yeah, and 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 I mean, a lot of like Superman stuff is sort of like loosely based on that. But I mean, it's also mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh, like Jesus and fucking uh, what's the Jesus. other one? What's the one that got sent down the fucking river? Moses. Moses. There you go. It's like yeah. it's like it's like Superman is the story of Moses, and then the story of Jesus combined, like essentially. Uh, but Especially with, if Brian Singer's directing, but with right? John Carter's, uh, uh, you know, with John Carter doing it, so mm-hmm. yeah, Brian Singer loves and Zack Snyder even they love that Jesus reference with Superman and his, like, they did it like fourteen times in this. Oh, what his arms stretched out? Yeah, it's know? like, hey, hey, I, I get it, I get it. he's a savior. Can we? Yeah, well, I mean that all all that stuff kind of adapted over time. Like I said, I mean, I mean the character was created by like two Jewish guys. Yeah. So like a lot of the origin stuff is actually much more Moses like if you like look at like early things yeah. you know like he's sent down the river he's sent here from Krypton like a lot yeah. of that stuff and then like adopted by parents right and, and they were they were also writing about how they felt alienated right. in America but as then Jews. but then like later as like as it progressed and once you get into like later eras you know you started getting like other people writing and other people doing and like and you know you kind of got more like jesus storyline like kind of pumped into there also and like uh, you know intentional or not intentional like who knows but (laughs) it's 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 definitely there uh and which is interesting but yeah i don't know i just remember from this greatest american hero show connie selica being so adorable and beautiful i vaguely remember this show like i am always embarrassed when people bring this one up because i feel like i should know it and i do and in fact like i even have this one on dvd and i just like i got it on dvd i don't know when it came out which was like 20 years ago at this point probably 
you know, I was working. It came out in 1981. Oh, no, no, no. So, I mean, the, no, no, no. The, when DVDs, the DVD came out. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I was working at a video store at the time when it came out. So that had to be close to, you know, 15 to 20 years ago at this point. And that I don't think I've the time that like Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I ever even cracked it open. I think it's still sealed in, in my, on my DVD shelf. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dick hosted like a midnight, uh, duel between Darth Maul <laughs> And, Ooh, tell me about that like and qui-gon and um like like cosplayers or it was like me and my boss and we did yeah. like it was like <laughs> it was amazing because it was in the mall yeah <laughs> like so in the food court basically so like great. basically what it was was like they were there was a midnight opening on halloween night for the release of spider-man uh for the oh, dvd okay. and so like we were doing like we were just dressed up as Star Wars characters anyway, so we were like, fuck it. Because Phantom Menace, wasn't Phantom Menace also like... Well, no, it was just, I mean, we were just being like, fuck it. It actually was, it was for the Spider-Man release. It wasn't... No, I know it was for the Spider-Man with... release, yeah. but wasn't that also out at the same, around the same time? I'm probably like roughly around the same time. I, I yeah. don't know, or we were just like losers dressed up as Star Wars characters. <laughs> like, that's, I don't fucking that's know. That's not losers, that's amazing. I miss... <laughs> Back in you know, I back in that time, I remember going to Media Play. Remember Media Play? Yeah. It was like a large because I worked at Suncoast and Sam Goody. Okay. And so, you would have the theatrical run of something like Phantom Menace or Independence Day, but then it became cooler because then the DVD or video was coming out, and that was a big event too. Yeah. Even more so because you're now taking this thing home. That's completely gone now. Yeah. That that, that does not exist. That kind of like home version of taking it home it's like right it's available like the same especially with the pandemic yeah kind of ruin things yeah. oh way to be a bummer i think the fun i think what um greatest american heroes biggest strength was is that they recognized that you can't really do a superhero show and it not come off you know kind of ton in cheek Right. Like they didn't have the money for the effects mm -hmm. to make it anywhere near like the comics. And so Greatest American Hero, I feel like they played to that. They were like, all right, putting a guy in a suit and like, you know, flying him around on a on a, a, a tray. It looks, looks shitty. It just looks bad. And so, like, let's do a comedy of that. Like, let's right. play to that because it's already laughable. Well, they were also like hearkening back to like, um, you know, if you're talking about doing someone like flying on a table, that's like the George Reeves, like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, that, that was like and, and I mean, and not for nothing, like that stuff looks really cool. But like I loved that stuff as a kid. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, yeah. I I liked it, but I was I really loved the Christopher Reeve like. Um, oh, like of the course. Movies. That was way better. That yeah. was well. I watched I mean, those over and over again. Yeah. Even the Richard oh, Pryor. God. <laughs> yeah. There was those were fantastic and 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 i like that i think that that like the, especially like the 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 first movie the the first superman movie with christopher reeve i feel like that's the first like really good like oh you can make a comic book thing like kind of like cool and realistic and i mean sure you're talking about a guy with wearing his underpants on the outside flying around the world backwards whatever not really realistic <laughs> but i mean like even just like the physics of you're talking about look at superman and the way he flew in any other piece of media or the way superheroes flew on things and it was people laying on tables and he really did amazing like body work with like when he turned he would like 
you know, put one arm in the direction that he was going and then the other way. And like, just like kind of brought the character to life in so many like ways. And, and you see, you know, it was like from there that you started to see like, oh, people could play with things. And even like, you know, you get to like the uh, Burton Batmans and like they're a little campy, but then the Schumacher ones are like almost hearkening back to like the 60s. And then he was, he was totally trying to do that. Right. Yeah. Because he was like his, that was his favorite Batman and he's gay. And he was just like, I just want the, the bondage Batman. Like, you know, like, yeah. All the colors. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Schumacher brought that. Yeah. It was very apparent and it got to be too saturated with Batman and Robin. At that point, people were like, look enough. Like, where's the story here? (laughs) That was a lot. Batman um, and Robin was a lot. Richard Donner Superman was also written by Mario Puzza. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and right. Uh, have you seen the Donner cut of, of Superman 2? Yes. With the I ending of it. one. Yes. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> well, because that a was a weird thing. that she gets. Doesn't she shoot him? Doesn't Lois Lane shoot him at point blank range by accident? Uh, or she jumps out of the window. That's <laughs> something like, really dark. I think she jumps out of a window at, at some point, but that's like that's when she's like testing. Oh yeah, yeah. Where she's, she's testing, testing him. him. Yeah. Um. Well, it's interesting because like I don't know how many movies before that because he was filming one and two back to back, and yeah. that was like a thing that's like much more you know more commonly done now. But I don't think that things like that were really done then. No. And then they took the you know I don't remember the whole story with why he didn't finish two. And they had uh, what was it, Richard Lester? Lester was that who did to finish two? I think yeah, I think um, he did Superman two. I don't know why he did that either. I don't know why he left. Uh, I, I thought they, I, I thought they booted now. him. I thought they booted him for. Um, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah I don't remember the. For them. It's been so long since I've thought about like I looked looked at like the the lore of those movies. <laughs> What is it with Warner Brothers and their DC adaptations and booting directors? Like they, they just did it with Zack yeah. Snyder too. They don't. Yeah. They like want it to just like be a thing without putting like the care into it. Yeah. It was Richard Lester. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's a product. It doesn't matter. We're selling toys. Like, right. Just make the movie. Yeah. Well, not much has changed. Yeah. With with their approach to things, and it's just uh, they've made made such a shit show out of this last. Uh, Thank God the Snyder Cut is good because if it was really bad, it would have that would have just made no you know would have not been a uh, redemption story for him at all. Right. Yeah. Because the marketing around this, I was getting so tired of hearing about updates on this film already. <laughs> yeah. Every day. So moving on, as we close down, I want to talk about this Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. <laughs> the, the botchery. I I Fuck didn't this remember show. this until I like I said I was. <laughs> High as a kite on the couch one night. Scoob, we had I had Scoob on. We were alone hanging with the dog, and HBO Max released Scoob like right away during the pandemic. They didn't waste any time. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And why is that Birdman guy in the poster? That's weird. Like that's Hanna Barbera. So I put it on, and it is all over the place. It's like Scoob as like a a, a puppy and. You meet Shaggy and their kids, and then at the end, all these like Hanna Barbera characters come like a multiverse type thing. It's very bizarre, but your your man Captain Caveman's there, <laughs> and uh, he's not being gyrated on by females or anything weird. But it's it's a bizarre concept. <clears throat> the show, yeah. 
Yeah, it's what really crazy. It? It's a it's a mishmash of Charlie's Angels, Scooby Doo, Josie and the Pussycats, um, and like like uh, Dick said, it's like R Crumbs. Um, uh, it's like a Mister Natural yeah. type character, yeah, Mr. Natural. or something. But like, but a caveman. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I will never forgive you for making me watch that three minute clip. <laughs> like, it was and the not other thing good. That- <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's funny, the other thing that's funny is um uh I don't know if anybody has seen the show Avatar. Uh the, the Airbender, Airbender Yeah, show? the Airbender. Yeah, I saw that. It starts yeah. the same way as Captain Caveman. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he, he's found he's found by these girls in an iceberg <laughs> and then thought out. Okay. And is as the superhero. <laughs> right. Which pulls like you know also some Captain America. Yeah, type, yeah, type it's stuff. definitely similar to that. Yeah, right? Encino Man. Encino Man. Encino Man. I feel like Hanna Barbera in general was was just kind of treated like the stepchild of the industry. Like they were kind of cool, but like never Warner Brother like Looney Tunes status, right? Mm-hmm. Like all their cartoons or like Disney, were just yeah. just cool enough to make it. But never really crossed that crest of like, oh yeah, remember Paw Paw Bears, which is completely I don't know that one. that would not age well. <laughs> it's about these like gummy bear, what Native American that? gummy bear characters, and they had like a. It, it just oh, well. I do remember that. And then Metroid, Met Metroid was there also their like Transformers ripoff at Hanna Barbera. <laughs> I don't even know that one. Or I know Gobots. Or, it's just a, they were just like the the stepchild of like mask is being remade into a movie the mask or the show yeah. mask no oh, not the oh, mask oh, oh, oh. the about the flying cars okay okay yeah <laughs> yeah that's so realistic that's being made into a movie now i thought you meant the jim carrey movie the mask <laughs> no. which i just watched like two weeks ago uh um, watched Son of how mask. was it that's piece of shit <laughs> it's like it's actually weirdly enough. Uh, speaking of things that didn't age well, I was expecting that to not have aged well, and like, it's not like perfect, but like, it's also like probably not that offensive. Like, I was like, oh, like I I watched this without cringing too hard. Like, um, but it was weird because I I actually watched it for I was I've been doing um like mini episodes of movie reviews where I'm like, what makes me horny about this movie and finding all of these, like um, it's like me and like my partners and we'll like, we'll watch a movie and be like, Oh, it's like this movie wasn't made to be kinky, but it's actually like really kinky. And so I was like, I feel like the mask is probably really horny because like it's transformation fetish and like, you know, this and that. And so we watched it and it was like, it was like just not good enough to be like, I was like, there's a lot of fetish stuff in this movie, but it's not enough to like warrant doing an episode about. So we did one about the movie The Lighthouse instead. So, yeah. The Lighthouse with Defoe and Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah. Oh, that's the full power fart. That movie is is like is like just complete DS dynamic, like amazing. Yeah. I, I was gonna say bullshit, but I'm like not bullshit because it's amazing. No, that like, movie's it's amazing. So, Adam went so and saw good. that by himself like twelve times. Right? <laughs> yeah, like every day on Instagram, in the middle of the day, he was back at it again. I'm like, I saw that alone, like you did, Adam. It fucking terrified me. I was downtown Portland. I went to the theater. There was me and one other person. I was terrified. The movie terrified me. It just messed me up so bad, especially the last thirty minutes. I loved it. 
I love that. It was amazing. It terrified you and it terrified Robert Pattinson. Yeah. My, he looks my, terrified, like opposite Defoe, like, uh, like I have to deliver lines after this guy's done. My, <laughs> I have to follow this. Did you know he, he made himself like throw up before takes to be more like disoriented and shit? Yeah. 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 He was doing lots of stuff because he, yeah. he was like trying to be on par with Defoe. <laughs> I feel like I got like sympathy hangovers from that, like. Back in my uh, drinking days, when you would get so hungover, where you were just disoriented in the morning, like remember the scene where the water comes crashing through, and they yeah. wake up in the morning and the kitchen's just flooded. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've had mornings, mornings like, like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not where the kitchen's flooded, but like Vargas. What the fuck happened last? We've night? been to parties where it ended like that, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I feel like there's been parties where like it would be like a sea of people passed out, and like me. And you like passing like a like a keg thing like a keg hose like back and forth like <laughs> like uh, like at like six o'clock in the morning and the sun's coming up and we're like I hate you like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I don't miss the I don't miss the hangovers to tell you that yeah. right now <laughs> but no. not at all the yeah. lighthouse that's interesting yeah so tell us um uh as we're wrapping up here can you tell us where we can find your podcast and follow you and what you're up to sure uh well the podcast uh off the cuffs is on uh pretty much every you know itunes spotify um if if you have a podcast thing just put in off the cuffs kink anything like that like you'll will will pop up um i also host another show called being there which is actually coming to an end soon it's a it's like a true storytelling type uh, interview based show uh, which is kind of uh, cool too, but uh, just on, uh, just it's it's in its final season right now. Um, that can be found ev- everywhere also, and then like social media stuff. Uh, uh, my podcasts uh, are on Twitter and Instagram with the at OCP Kink, which is like off the cuffs podcast Kink. Anyway, <laughs> we stole like the RoboCop OCP like for like <laughs> our thing, just and then made it dirty so uh yeah so ocp kink for uh twitter and instagram being their pod on twitter and instagram uh and then my personal accounts are at dick wound on twitter and at dw pod host on instagram i tried to keep it clean there because i know instagram doesn't like perverts so (laughs) i thought dick wound might get me booted instagram you get away with a lot yeah, they kind of are cracking down on like a lot of like sex workers and like different mm-hmm. things and like I also do sex work so I'm like, uh like yeah. So I have a friend who has uh I keep bringing him up. He's supposed to come and show us one of these, but he's in the top 5% of OnlyFans right now and Nice. He's he's running into that. You know, when he gets his sponsored, he wants that. I think we talked about this the other day with yeah. the skin. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, Adam, any final Oh. We have, yeah, we have our game, the theme song game. So I have five theme songs. I have five theme songs pulled up, and Dick is going to try and guess. I hate games (laughs) so much. It'll be between me and Dick, right? Adam. And I know you know, I know you know these shows. Adam, do you, have you known me for as long as you know me? Do you know I hate (laughs) games? I, hate I love games. games. I am I like you're gonna win. Not game person. I hate right. it. But go ahead. So I'll here, play your. Here's our first game. one. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to give you a hint about each one. So this is a superhero show. Okay. And we did not discuss it. It came out in 1967. It's animated. So here's the first one. Do we raise our hand? How do we? I don't hear anything. I see you lighting up, but I don't hear anything. You have to unmute your your. Oh yes, your right. Okay. Oh, are you doing this through Zoom? Um, I think you would have to, right, for us to. Maybe not. Let me see. I think I just have to unplug my headphones. All right. So wait, I'm not going to play this intro. I forgot that they say his name in the intro. <laughs> all right was it astro boy it was it was hawkman it was the hawkman theme oh all right here this one maybe we did discuss it maybe not this is another superhero spider-man oh mother- <laughs> uh is it spider-man <laughs> yes it is <laughs> All right, I'm not doing too good at this game. All right, here's the next one. It's another superhero. Oh, small bell. Oh, small bell. Who said that? Both of us. Yeah. In unison. That's my favorite TV sh- superhero TV Dawson's show. Dawson's Creek with Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> Who got Tom that Welling. first? Oh, God. And we said it at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I- I'm not, like, winning anything here. I don't give a shit, Adam. Like, nah, yeah, I'm you're doing not this just anything. to humor you. I hate this. <laughs> That's your basement guest. <laughs> All right, this next one, it's not a superhero, but he's like a spy. I can't really hear that. I know that is. Let's get smart. Oh, yeah. Is that Terrible Get Smart? Bro. Let's not Get Smart? That's not it, Smart. Can't hear us. Uh, yeah, it's get smart. Okay, yeah, I barely can hear you. What was that? Get smart. I shake my headphones off since they're not even on. Get smart. Yes, that was get smart. Steve Carell. F- v- v- ugh, that movie was. I didn't even bother watching that movie. That was a mortgage payment for him, dude. Adam, I think with your Fuck headphones off, I'm like getting like feedback or something. Oh, okay. I can hear uh, Louise twice. For sure. I'll put these back on. Well, that game sucked. Just as, just like most games suck. Thanks, Adam. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I don't. I don't forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one more? Yeah, I had one more, but I don't know if it's gonna work. If I just hum it, wanna... just hum it. Okay. Wait. This might work. Oh God. Are we in? Can you hear that? Oh yeah. This is a show about some detectives. 
Wait, where are you playing the audio through? I don't hear anything. Is it through Zoom? What was that? My Zoom like volume. I don't have volume through Zoom. Oh. So I okay, can't yeah, I was that. playing through the Zoom. Sorry oh, okay. about that. <laughs> All right. What was Maybe it? Maybe we'll just cut this part from the... Uh... No, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> No, we're going to leave it. We're leaving all of it. Leave okay, every... that last theme song was uh, ten, 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. Okay, yeah, leave is, every embarrassing Je- second of it's it. Je- <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum and um, Ben Vereen. Is... Okay. What the hell was that? Oh, man, it was a show I used to watch with my dad. Uh, Jeff Goldblum ten... and Ben Vereen. It feels a lot like... Um... Gosh, uh, it feels a lot like Batman without okay. the costumes because um especially uh jeff goldblum's character because he's a lot like you know how anytime batman was in love with someone on the show he would be totally naive that they could be potentially dangerous <laughs> yeah jeff goldblum that's him the same way like okay. it, there's always femme fatales and he always thinks there there's you know like they're just you know like they're like an innocent you know, beautiful, delicate woman, and there, there's no way they could be corrupt. Like, yeah. And and Ben Vereen is is like Robin. Like okay. he's like he's like snar- smarmy and like you know like more with it than Batman. Right. Something I noticed rewatching Batman sixty six is a lot of the time Robin figures out like what the riddle or like Robin always like well, comes to the conclusion. Often. Yes. But it's because Batman is like training him. Like it's always uh, like okay. Batman always like has the an- like almost always Batman has the answer and like and like is he's like just testing not it. and he's like testing him. Yeah, because like a lot of times he'll get it wrong. Like and then Batman. Will I do be like, remember some of those. No, moments. no, no. And then like he'll yeah. get it right finally, and he'd be like, "Yes." But there are some times where Robin uh, does like pull it together and is like smart and. Yeah. Robin just seemed horny the whole time. I mean, he was <laughs> like so yeah. fucking horny about everything. I mean, he gets like no judgment. I mean, I I relate. I mean, he's like a teenage boy, yeah. so like every time anything happened, he was like super horny for it. I mean, he got caught by Catwoman had had fucking Leslie Gore played one of Catwoman's henchmen or henchwomen, I guess. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she she plays like she's in the Catwoman outfit, but it's like pink and she has. Pink oh ears. yes yeah yes. and and she like basically like poisons robin and like brainwashes him to be in love with her and like there's other episodes too where robin's always getting fucking poisoned and turned against batman because he's a horny fucking little shit like but i'm there for that like i mean like i don't know i get it like i want to be an allegory for you know when your bros start dating someone and they don't come around anymore <laughs> i i don't know i don't know I don't, I don't know about that, but, but I, but I know that I know that Robin was definitely horny. Yeah, but so was Batman, and so was Catwoman, so was everybody yeah. on that. Show. Everybody, was everybody on that show. show. Burgess Meredith, fucking Burgess Meredith is great. kidnaps kidnaps yeah. Yvonne Craig. Her first episode is Batgirl in a scheme to marry her. Like, <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. A lot of sexually frustrated characters on that one. There's, I mean, uh, so one other fun fact. And Cesar Romero, he had like Joker, you know, he has like the first Harley Quinn, essentially. Uh, Her name is, um, gosh, what is her name? It's like Missy or he has like a Queenie, Queenie. Yeah, I don't. He has like a female like sidekick that's like, 
in a bunch of episodes. Yeah, it's not Harley Quinn though, because Harley Quinn. No, it's not Harley Quinn. Was... I'm just saying it's like the first. It's almost like the first incarnation of Harley Quinn. I'm uh, maybe that's what they based it on. Yeah, because I know that Harley Quinn was invented for the '90s animated series. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they they didn't have access to that many villains. Right. Um. Uh. But oh, just uh, sorry on horniness, real quick. There's a rumor. <laughs> That and I don't know how true this is, but there's a rumor that Adam West and Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler, once got kicked out of an orgy because they showed up in costume and and would not break character. Which, like, I think is preposterous because I'm like, I would a thousand percent stay like be like into an orgy if Adam West and Frank Gorshin were there in costume in character. <clears throat> Like, yeah, that's not an orgy I'm leaving. I'm not like, like, I'm not even into orgies as like a thing. Like, that's not my kink, whatever. Like, if it's like, you know, but like, I would be into it if they were there (laughs) in costume, in character. Could you imagine that? That would be amazing. Incredible. They got asked to leave. Old chum. Like, he'd be like, he'd be saying like, he'd be like, get on in there, old chum. Like, like, come on. Like, you can't. You got it. I, I, and I don't care if it's true or not. I believe it is a hundred percent truth. That's really I believe funny. it. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I heard. I heard they were like friends outside of the show. Uh-huh. Like that. That was one of the people. Uh, that was. They were two of the people that hung out. Uh huh. Outside of work. Oh, Gorshin's like Riddler is like one of my favorite characters, and then they yeah. replaced him for a few episodes with fucking uh, Gomez Adams. Uh, Sean at John Aston. Yeah, he he replaced him. In the second season for like a bunch of episodes. That's Sam oh, yes, that's right. I think Gorshin wanted more money or something, and then they ended up like it was like a thing. But that's Samwise's dad, John Aston, right? That sucks. And Patty Duke's son. And also, so. did you know um, Julie Newmar's brother is the reason she took the role? No. Her brother was visiting her when she got the call, oh, and nice. she was just like. I mean, she was a serious, like, stage actor at that point, right? And her brother, like, heard her. She's like, Batman. And he he grabbed her arm, like, while she was on the phone and was like, say yes, say yes. We're going down there right now. And she he, like, dragged her out the door after she got off the phone to, like, to go down and sign the contract. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I, huh. saw, I saw an interview with her talking about it. Hmm. Cool. In that same interview... They allude to her and Adam West having had an off-screen flame. I don't doubt that. Yeah. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, he was a charmer. That's that guy. He could probably charm the pants off of most. But yeah, she she tells him to sh- shut up and not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on from there. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Dick. We really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, thanks again. Um, yeah. So from the TV Time Machine podcast, this is Luis. And I'm Adam. We love TV. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. Bye. Night. TV Time Machine. TV Time Machine. Woo! TV Time Machine. TV Time Machine. TV Time Machine. TV Time Machine. TV Time Machine.